Well, good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you here on this Saturday morning as we continue to remember and learn about things and people and places in Jessamine County. Glad to have with us this morning a couple of ladies who, well, I started to say I've known all my life. They actually have known me before I was me. If that makes sense, because they were raised right next door to my grandparents and has known our family for a long time. We have with us today Carol Thompson Brown and Ann Thompson Nicholson. They are sisters. They are two of four children whose parents was Cleveland and Elizabeth Thompson. And we're going to be talking about that family and their contribution to our community uh, in so many ways, especially, and I guess, girls, what most people remember is the food markets, of course, Thompson's Market and Thompson's Food Town, which people nowadays would would remember probably more than anything. Good morning. Glad to have both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Well, we'll start with, I guess, with Cleveland. We first want to figure out how this all got started, because there are so many people in our community that have worked for your parents shopped with your parents. Thompson's were a part of their lives in so many ways. So let's start by figuring out how their lives started. Let's start with Cleveland. Give us uh, when he was born and where and and kind of where he came from. He was born on April the 16th in 1914 at Buena Vista, Kentucky in Garrett County. That's in Garrett County. Uh Yeah. Mama was born in Bryantsville on November the 3rd, 1913. She was always chided that she was Six months older than Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so he was from the the western side of Gary, and she was over from the eastern uh-huh. side. Now, did did they grow up together? I know. No, they didn't know each other until uh, she left. She went to Bryantsville to school, and then the high school was at Buena Vista, and so she had to go to high school. And when she walked in that day, we were always told that she said to the other girls there, "You see that guy over there? He's mine. Keep your hands off." Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what we were told. And from what I knew about Miss Elizabeth, that really doesn't surprise me too much. I could see her saying that, but she laid claim quick. She did. She knew that that was the love of her life right then. And I guess she told him the same thing. And he knew it too. (laughs) When did they marry? Well, my grandmother, Minnie Brogel, would not allow Mama to marry until she was 21. So they didn't get married until she was 21. Oh, so she had to wait. Uh Uh-huh. She turned 21 in November. They married in January. So they they were ready. Their minister at uh, Mount Hebron Baptist Church came from Georgetown to preach, and that's where his home was, and they went to Georgetown to get married. And that was uh, January of 1935. Now, they had graduated from high school in 1932. All right, so they dated for several years. Yeah, and and there were seven in their graduating class. Seven. uh, Two girls. Mama was one of the girls. Yeah. Five boys. Wow. Was one of the boys. And the Thompson. Let's talk about the Thompson side. They were they were pretty good sized family, if I remember right. Wasn't there several? I know I know three boys for sure. Was there more? Uh, There was Uncle Junior that lived went to California. Yeah. And he died when he was thirty eight of a heart thrombosis. And uh, then there was Cecil. Cecil. And. Henry and Daddy Cleveland, right, and then they had a sister named Aunt Lida. But now, your mom and dad they got married, and right. you said nineteen thirty-five. Uh-huh. Is that right? You know, after the Depression, but before the war, the yeah. the, the big one. Uh, what what did they do when they got married? What kind of occupation were they? They uh, became tenant farmers on Sugar Creek Pike here in Jefferson okay. County. And the first year, they lived at and were tenant farmers for Sam and Maggie Malford. Maggie was Mama's aunt, and the next year. 
they lived at the Sequester places when you first turn off a of Sherwood Creek, off of 27 on Sherwood Creek. It's about the second house down on the left. And that's where they lived the, the uh, second year. Yeah. They lived there until they saved $169 so they could open a grocery store. And move, you, they moved back. To d- yeah, store. you all were telling me this story. So they had $169, which in that, what year would that have been? 37. 37. You know, that was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Right. Well, they didn't think it was a lot of money. But. <laughs> yeah, but but 169 But you just told me, Carol, they had to save out $25 for you. I, I was born the month after they went into business. So they had In to, the basement of the grocery store. So, really? So yes, they had that's to, where we live. So they had to pull out. Twenty-five bucks, uh-huh. so you could come along. So you know you're worth at least that, right? <laughs> we know you're. <laughs> well, let's go back. We're in 1938, and and they're tenant farmers, and they and and so I guess they have a dream. Let's right. let's save some money, and open a grocery store. Is that they is that what they thought? That was what to go back a little bit. My father was going to be an engineer, mm-hmm. and he had saved the money to go to college, and it was a depression. Yeah. And he gave all the money to my grandfather to save their farm at Buena Vista. What about that? And so, so he didn't go to he college. Couldn't, he couldn't go to college. The last year, his senior year in high school, he had read every book in the library. They didn't make him do any reports because they knew that he had already read every right. book in the library. Right. <laughs> he was an avid reader. Read well, the, you know, he's wanting to be an engineer. He's in right. a tenant farmer. What caused them to even think about running a food market? Everybody has to eat. <laughs> That's what he used to say to us. Everybody really? has to eat. Uh, I don't think that he really was thinking of that as his whole future. He had, after two years of tenant farmer, he didn't think he was moving like he should. Yeah. So he said, I'll go to Cincinnati and see if I can find a job. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't find a job. Mm-hmm. My mother was staying with her mother uh, because she was pregnant with me. And so he wrote back and he said, you think if we rent that little building down at the branch of the two roads, the road that went to Harrington off of US-27, that we could go into business there. Mm -hmm. And they said they wanted him to come back. They didn't want uh, my mother to be moved to Cincinnati anyway. And so they said, well, we'll see what we can do to help you as much as we can. So they came back and moved into that little store Mm -hmm. that, that had a basement that had two rooms in it, and that's where my mother and dad and I went to live. So you're, was, the, you're the oldest. Yes, yes. and that was July, and I was July of 1937. They had okay. gone into business in June of 1937. Okay, so we've gotten up to 37. I was going to get, because we want to talk about the kids that came along. So you were the oldest. You were born in the basement of this grocery store. I was really born at my grandmother's, but they moved me right they down moved there. You right down. And okay. I was told that I was born in the basement. and that You were? That, that I was born now, in the basement. Now, are you the next 19, in line? In 1940. So we have Carol, the oldest, and Second. Uh-huh. Now, what year was that? That was Telling your age, but That's, you'd be proud of it because everybody all be proud that they're on this side of the right. at this side of the dirt, right? That's right. <laughs> and 1940. Okay, we'll, right. we'll keep. Let's keep on going. Okay. The, then. Many came along next. 1944. Now, where was she born? She was born, born there else. too. So uh, we've all we got three basement kids. Got, no, no, no. The next we. Daddy. They built a new store that, and they moved us upstairs over the store. <laughs> <laughs> we had bedrooms. So she was an attic kid. Yes. We but, had bedrooms and a living room up over the store, and our kitchen and dining room was downstairs next to the store. 
many happy times there with right. people coming in and visiting and sitting and getting their groceries and having a good time. And, and of course, many. And then the fourth one came along. That was 46. Six, and Mama had to go to the hospital to have him. Yeah, and, and because he was a boy. He was <laughs> yes, wild. that's right. <laughs> he was wild no, after uh, Mama, these three Mama girls. Mama close to dying, oh. I think, when Minnie was born. Uh, so and she had they some were problems. Afraid, they were afraid so after, for her. But after three girls, here comes the boy. That's right. He's the boy. And that's C.B. Jr. Yes, and after that, is Daddy came to over and uh, rented Mrs. Ashley's building where Henry's paint story yes after that well um, before we get too far down that road let's talk about you four kids because i want people who especially are listening that are from here to know all the connections but you know we we have found that we've got a lot of listeners who aren't from here or they're new and they're learning about us so carol you eventually went on to meet a fellow named charles brown charlie brown Mm -hmm. Who and you guys owned your own food t- uh, store here also? She met him at Buena Vista School before we moved over. Oh, there. really? I picked him out. I didn't say, "Girls, keep your hands <laughs> off of him." But I met him in the second grade at Buena Vista. Yeah, when his his mother had remarried and they bought a little place right down below where we lived, and he started going to Buena Vista School, and uh, we went to school through. The sixth grade before I okay. moved to Nicholasville. So you and you and Charlie were together. Now, real quick, how many children did you have? We had four. And let's name them. Uh, we had Jan. That's what everybody knows her as. Right. It's Teresa Jan. Then we had Charles Clifford Jr. When we called him Cliff. Right. And then when they were fourteen and eleven. We surprised everybody with twins. With the twins, <laughs> yes. Ann and Fran Anne came and Fran. along. So you have the four kids. That's right. All right. And then Charlie, like I say, you used to own Charlie Brown's, was Charlie Brown's, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. And, and for anybody that wonders, there is now a little Minute Mark type store in there. It's the building of Rec. Directly across the street from Kroger. 1000 South Main. Right on the corner. I think Napa has been in there at one time. Different yeah. things. But that's where I remember yeah, it, That was course. our building. And, I, and, and we talked about this before we were on the air, but I will tell you this story publicly now. is when I was at NVL, and at 15, 16, 17 years old, I'd do a morning show, and uh, I was hooked on Mountain Dews. That's what kept me going. <laughs> and I ran out, and one morning on the air, I said, boy, I tell you, I just I can't hardly get along here. I've run out of Mountain Dews. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the next morning, sitting on the doorstep was a case of Mountain Dews that Charlie Brown had brought and <laughs> left for me. And he did that several times, and I've always remembered that and always appreciated Charlie, a great fella. Now, you married a fellow named Bob Nicholson. Yes, your grandmother said to me, Ann, you need to go down to the church because they, uh, they've got this great song leader down there. He's good looking too. My grandmother said this. Yes. Dixie you, Roar. Dixie Roar. She said, Ann, you better go down there before Judy Cox gets him. That's what she now, said. Now she lived across. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Alexander Cox's Judy's. daughter, yes. Judy. Now to, to tell you, my grandparents lived next door to your parents or your right. house. Yes. Okay, on Greenwood. So she told you, uh, was it Bob? Yes. I she didn't said, know he did that. Yes. Silas Duggins. Uh, I remember Bob, Silas. Bob was going to Asbury, and he decided not to go home. And they got him, got him on because he's from Florida, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And he was. Uh, they got him to measuring tobacco. Yeah. For the state, and they told him about this job that they needed a part-time song leader. And so he was at the revival with, during the revival there. So I went over and I met him. Five months later, we got married. 
Well, I, I never knew Bob did that in his life, right. but that's how, well, yes. wow. That's so Dixie was the matchmaker. Right, did you, Dixie was So the every match. time that you've gotten mad at Bob over these years, I under your breath, you say something no. about Granny <laughs> Roar. <laughs> but, oh, I want to skip back one minute. When we moved here, over here the first year we went to school, mm-hmm. uh, we walked to school with your mother. Yeah. Your mother took us. <laughs> it wasn't helicopter parents hovering over everybody and saying to get here yeah we walked from round yeah. street yeah. to the school yeah and with ruthann now she let's see thir- she's two years older than you i think she was well, born she 35 she don't admit that but um, she is oh a- i'll tell you and she's proud that she'll be 81 next month <laughs> yeah so she's a little bit older to you so she- then then we went on to minnie now minnie was married to gordon cobb who is still around oh let me tell you concrete. i got kids Oh, that's right. That's right. You've got yes. Don't forget. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Kimberly Joe. You have three. Crystal Renee. Yes. And Claire Nicole. And see, Kim. Kim's a year older than me. Chris was a year younger than me. And how old is and Nikki? Nikki is forty-three. Yeah, goes quick. She's, doesn't yes, forty-three. It? I forgot to ask too. How many grandkids you got now, Carol? I've got seven grandchildren. Yeah. Only one is a boy. And only six, one boy. Six girls. Wow, you can handle that. Well, that's fine. But I have also got great grandchildren. Do you really? Yeah, wow. I've got uh, six great-grandchildren. Oh, gracious. Now, have you caught up to that? I've got seven. You got no s- great-grandchildren. you got seven grandchildren. Yeah. yeah. And she then, rolls her eyes as she looks at Carol. <laughs> so Minnie gets married Minnie, to Gordon. Well, now, Minnie, Gordon. Minnie goes to a 4-H uh, rally day. Yeah. And she comes home and she says, I met, she's in the, like fifth or sixth grade. Uh-huh. I met the boy that I'm going to marry. He's the song leader for Christmas Mill 4-H. His name's Gordon Cobb. Wow. And Gordon, for all those people out there, it was a brother to Phyllis Bradshaw and Linda Downing right. and um, Robin Hazelbring. So there's another connect, big connection into a big family there. Right. And they had two two sons, right? Wesley and Martin? And Wesley and Martin. And, Martin uh, lives in Ohio, and Wesley, uh, we just saw him a few minutes ago. He was going out <laughs> right then. And right. many, for many years, worked at the store, she didn't she? She was for a long time yeah. worker. What year did we lose many? 2002. 2002. Yeah. So then the little boy came along, CB, that everybody yeah. knows him at, and yeah. he and I and I said mistakenly that that my grandparents lived next door to your house. He didn't, because there was a house yeah. in between them, Earl Hall yeah. and his wife, and CB married one of their children, Patrice. Yeah. So they grew up next door to each other. He uh-huh. he didn't have to go to 4-H camp or look at any uh, kind of church. Yeah. He just looked at the next door <laughs> they, neighbor. They were, just, they were just there. Yeah. And she was working. She worked at the store as a cashier. Yeah. And I think my mother babysat all of those kids yeah. too. So there's, <laughs> there there's was, a uh, lot of connection. And their there. children are Tevis, Tessa, and Tyler. Yeah. It's it's a big family, and yeah. uh, you show me some pictures there of just some of them of them. Okay, we've got the family out of the, the, out of the way now. Let's talk more about the store. At some point in time, and you alluded to it, they they left the one over there and they got on Main Street in Nicholasville. Now Hendren's paint store was in there in modern times. There was Brewers was there oh, for the a little restaurant. while in the last year or two. It's closed right now, but that's where they first opened their market, and it was called Thompson's Market, Thompson's right? Thompson's Market. And that would have been what year? Daddy always said it was the uh, December the 7th of 1947. 40, okay. 47. And you know when that opened, I mean, that was your typical market. And I right. think that's probably right because I was 10 years yeah. old when that happened. But that was the kind, probably, like we have heard of other places around town mm-hmm. where the people brought their list in and you would fill their list they, and they, they would, would go do other shopping or uh-huh. you'd deliver it to their house or right. just a normal 
old-time grocery store. Yeah. Now, it sat there on Main, and next door was Cumley's next Cumley's door? grocery store. At the same time? At the yes. same time, and he had a great place. He sold comic books, and he would sell you a new comic book, and it would be like 10 cents. Yeah. And the next week, you could go in and sell it back for 5 cents, and you could buy a, a, another comic book. It was just great for the kids. What you're talking about, Comleys yeah. next yes. door, yes. right? And then it became a cream station where I think Miss Robinson ran the cream station. See, this is Comleys. what has amazed me, and I've brought this up on this program many times. Back in those days, when you specifically looking at the late forties, fifties, sixties, even, is how many stores downtown were sold the same thing? Yes, the grocery stores and the gas stations and the clothing stores. I mean, it was amazing, and they all survived. Right. And that's just, that's to just me. That's the way it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of course, well, you didn't have the malls. Right. And I guess when, when Cleveland and Henry decided to go out and develop Edgewood Plaza way out in the country, mm-hmm. because even I can remember when it was a cornfield. Right. Past Edgewood Baptist Church. You were in the country when that's you got right. to that point. The people just thought, oh, my gosh, what is this? We, we, you don't do that. You don't go out in the country and buy all these things. And, of course, now that's just second nature. When he moved over to what was Comley's, now your husband tore that down, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Charlie tore, tore that down. Uh, demolished okay. that, yeah. And, and they and, built back the, the buildings that's there now. Yeah, uh-huh. where the wicker where basket, the wicker basket, basket yeah. is. Which now. used to be Von Groningen's hardware. Right. After it was up here on this block where yes. the Tom Lockridge uh-huh. office is now. That's what I remember. Is when it was in the old Von Groningen store. Right. You know, that's where I remember my mom doing her shopping, and I remember your mother checking out the items. She uh-huh. didn't scan them; she punched, punched them in. Them in. <laughs> yeah, and they rolled down this little conveyor belt to be bagged up to take out to your car. Probably by one of the Blackford boys. Every Blackford boy worked, worked there. Worked A lot there. of people worked. Yes, I guess, but there. the Blackford boys were. <laughs> so, so they did that. Now, at what point, if you remember, what point and why? Does it decide, okay, we, let's go build this shopping center out here? Well, Doug, back in the 50s, people came to town on Saturday, and they they had their assigned parking place. They visited up and down the... Yeah. And it was getting to where there just wasn't enough parking space, even though we had parking in the back of our store. Right. There just wasn't enough parking space. And um, Daddy just had this vision that they should build a bigger store where you could park. Where you could park. And also, he talked my mother into it. She never liked to go into debt. But he said, uh, we could build a big shopping center out there. And she said, all I want is a church where everybody can go to church. Because Nicholasville Baptist at that time was having two services. Because, because it, was so, it was yeah, so large. Yeah, a lot of people. And um, she said, I want a church where everybody can go. I want a good grocery store and a good drug store so he talked uh mcmurtry and joe mcmurtry joe mcmurtry now at that out. time was he with buddy at Hempills? yes buddy, buddy was buddy going to come want... and then they finally decided that so they decided to split, split. Mm-hmm. and that's what caused that was yeah. the decision to go build into edgewood uh-huh. plaza and, and edgewood plaza was born with the anchors now did the plaza come first or edgewood baptist do you remember oh the plaza the plaza the plaza started with uh, charlie and and mine and Ann's and and Bob's first building. We okay. we were the first building out there. Ann, tell yeah. them about yeah. that. We had a dairy bar and the laundromat. 
Oh my gosh! Yes, yes. on the and edge you could drive. walk up to the window. It wasn't a set. I come in and sit yeah, down. Yeah, a yeah. Bar. You could walk up to the window and order right. ice cream or something off the grill, and you could come in from the laundromat side and order while you were in the laundromat. That was quite an adventure. <laughs> well, and you know, there are so many there is uh, that memories that I have of, of stores out there. You know, we could do probably a whole show just, right, on, just that. on the stores. Yeah. When you when you look at that and you start thinking about Thompson's Food Town in its original location, where in fact that location is where this radio station first was when it started on the air back a couple of years ago. But then the Drug Mart. And I guess now Drug Mart is the longest operating business there. Right. right? It was original. And uh-huh. of course it's run Joe is gone, but Ben Doyle has it and yeah, it, it continues. Yeah. And and I remember of course the stores I remember is is when you go to the south of that was the Lee's menswear, H and H with Hardesty and, and then you had uh, Josephine Phillips and next to the the village shop was what yeah. it was called, uh-huh. wasn't it? And of course yeah, Lad and Lass with Norma and Ransom and Beulah Thompson and Mom worked there. And then you go the other way, you had a place. I did. I had the a gift, gift peddler for many years. Uh-huh. And then that really booked right along. All of right. those did. But I guess it wasn't big enough. Yeah, so you get caught in a, in between. You're not small enough, you're not big enough. <laughs> yeah. So how many years did Food Town, and that's what it was called when it went there, right? Thompson's Food Town? How many years did it operate in the original spot in Edgewood Plaza? I'm trying Daddy, to died. Daddy died in 83. And the building was being worked on at the time he uh, had his heart attack. And it was finished, and it was opened in 84. So, really, Gordon and, and Bob really did the overseeing and the work on the building, but that's the new, that's the one that's where it a, was at the end, at the very end. But the other one down there, the first when one. we moved out there, it would have been moved into in seventy one and moved out of it in eighty four. Yeah, so about thirteen years, yeah. and yeah. that's where that's that's where, where most, people, most people remember and worked. Right, so many people worked for you guys, and then in bagging great groceries. Pe- great and, people. Oh, <laughs> yeah. just amazing! And that that list, if you could compile that list, you would have an amazing list. But I guess at that time, uh, Cleveland and Elizabeth decided, well, we need a bigger place, so they uh-huh. they went up up okay. past where you were, right towards the church, and built the 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 latest That's Thompson's right. Food Town. Now. Your daddy passed away in 83 while that was being built. Your mom continued to run that uh-huh. along with you family members. Right. We left in 86, and yeah. CB had closed the store in Garrett County that he had at uh, Shopping Center in Garrett County in Lancaster. And he came Pleasant over. retreat. Uh-huh. And he came over, and Bob went into real estate, yeah. and the store stayed in, I'm trying to think, 91, 93. <laughs> Since I wasn't in it, I don't know the exact date, and I don't, and I don't know it either because I had my own store right across, across the, the street. street. <laughs> so, what's your all's best memory growing up in the grocery business? One of the things I loved was on Saturday when the people from the country would come to town. Yeah, you could almost tell what time it was by the time those people came through a line, you, <laughs> because they they were organized, and then mm-hmm. they would go over mm-hmm. usually and sit in front of the courthouse and visit. One of my other favorite things is Charlie Mandine. Uh, he would come in and to buy something, and he we always had counter checks, and he would just reach for a counter check, and he would write his name. He was notorious for being able to write his whole name and cover it up with a dime, and he would say he'd say <laughs> Ann after he wrote sign Ann get your, get your dime out and see if I did it right. <laughs> 
But you, but, but, but yeah, because he wrote so small. He did, but, but, but you could tell it was said C M Dean. But you just <laughs> said something that most people that are listening are like. What? What? Well, it's a counter check at your store. You yes. had checks sitting there waiting for people, people to right, use, right? With no account numbers on them or anything. You just—it was a first national, a pad of first national checks and a pad of farmers banks checks. And because that's just, what we had. That's right. And they just wrote their check out and and they signed it and, and it went through it, without any. It went through. Isn't that amazing? It in is. times have changed so much. And the the people were just—they were just great people. Yeah. Uh, Daddy was bothered by people that would go through the trash out back. He said, no one should go. I don't want people going through my garbage because they're hungry and they've got to have some dignity. And so he would have me fix boxes of produce and that was maybe had spots on it. And he would say, now put a price on it, Dan, 25 to 50 cents. And Mm -hmm. he said, you let the people bargain you down. They'll bargain you down to where they can afford to buy it. And they'll have the dignity that they paid for that food. What about that? And that was well, something that always an, stood out in my mind. And another thing I will always remember about your parents is you didn't open on a Sunday. Right. Didn't open on Sunday. In fact, I even have heard him say, if you can't make it in six, you don't, don't need seven. seven. That's right. So as far, you know, that Sunday you just didn't buy groceries at Thompson's Food Town. You did right. go somewhere else. That's right. Yeah. What's some of you, what's your best memory, Carol? Growing up in in the store business. I guess it's when you grow up in it. That's the only life you know. But uh, even back to when they were out in Garrett County in the country, it was a a place where people came and just visited. Right. And uh, they would buy Coke from us, which was yeah. five cents. Yeah. But then they would uh, match with Daddy to see who was going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school, I got paid 50 cents an hour. But you could buy candy bars or Cokes for five cents each or six for a quarter. Yeah. So it, it worked out just fine. It's amazing. It, if we only knew, if we only knew and had a way to keep track of how many people has shopped at that place right. over the years, and how many, how many Thanksgiving dinners had been fixed because, or any dinner fixed right. because of food out of that place? It would be probably just uh, just startle your mind, because for so many years, uh, so many people went to Thompson's Food Town and Thompson's Market. Now I'm going to ask you the hardest question that you'll have all day. <laughs> Both of you will get to answer this, and. Uh, It'll get easier because you will have heard it. We're going to talk about Cleveland. In one word, describe your dad. As a dad, not as a businessman, but as a dad. I don't know whether I can describe him one <laughs> He one I can describe I can't describe him in one word. He wanted the best. My main memory of daddy is saying you cannot read that. You cannot read that one. You can't read that magazine. What you fill your mind with is what your mind will be. Yeah. And so you are going, and he was big on us reading. We read yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, But he wanted us to read things that improved us. Yeah, yeah. I think improvement okay. is well, the word. That's a good, that's good. What about you, Carol? Well, it's, as Ann said, there's hardly one word right. to describe Dad. I have made them. The uh, statement to friends and church members that uh, 
everybody's big on this love situation. I cannot remember remember my father ever saying, Carol, I love you. Mm-hmm. But there was no doubt in my you mind knew it. for all of my life that he did. You and he it. wanted what was best for yeah. us. And yeah. he he thought that us girls were supposed to have goals just like mm-hmm. boys did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When Daddy died, mm-hmm. Brother Two asked somebody in the family to write something about him. That And I wrote about the, the thing, but what I wrote was 90% of my inheritance came the day I was born Yeah, to Cleveland Elizabeth yeah. Thompson. Yeah, yeah. And that's true. Yeah. I was blessed with great parents. Well, let's continue on then. Give us a word or two to describe Miss Elizabeth. She had unconditional love. Yeah. Carol? She would stand by you through Same. thick or thin. Same for you? Yes. Uh, um, she was a worker, if there oh. was ever a worker yeah. in your life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she she brought it out in a, a children. Ann was just speaking the other day about never missing school, and she was when she was in school. Uh, Mama's theory was that you couldn't say, I don't feel well today, I think I'll stay home. Uh-uh. <laughs> get up, you'll feel better. Yeah, you're you going to feel up. better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I will have to say, as our time dwindles down here, that, of course, you know, our families have known each other for so very long. Uh, As you mentioned, my mom walking you to school. I mean, you guys go way, way back. The Thompsons and the Roars especially go way back. Yes, they first first neighbors. They were, yeah, yeah, the first neighbors. And and that's, of course, and there's always been a a great feeling uh, from our family to the to your mom and dad and they were great friends to my grandparents and as, as was henry and and Beulah too and i guess cecil maybe i remember my granddad talking about your uncle cecil yes. cecil thompson the contribution that has been made you know we we all get to a point somewhere in history where we're forgotten i mean That's that right. happens but we hope that people that are listening will not forget the uh, community involvement and the contribution that the thompsons have made in this situation, especially in uh, you know de- helping to develop that shopping center, which still goes today and has grown and grown and grown, the church itself. Uh, you showed me a picture of the groundbreaking with Cleveland and Henry and my granddaddy and Henry Sandage, and that church still goes today. And uh, you know a lot of people touched by the the Thompsons and the food town itself, and just like you were talking about marking the produce down, a lot of people touched in ways that most people wouldn't even know about and so uh it's it's a blessing that we've had uh these two people come to our community and contribute what they did and i appreciate you guys and your contributions too because you all you all did it you did it as a as a whole family that's the thing it wasn't just your dad it wasn't just your it was the whole bunch of you thank you all for coming appreciate you sharing with us thank you my thanks to Carol and Ann for coming in and sharing their memories and the history of the Thompson family and what they meant to our community. We appreciate you tuning in every Saturday morning for all things Jessamine. We enjoy doing this for you as we learn more about our county and our heritage. And we do it all for you right here on Jessamine County's own radio station, Jess FM 105.9.